Hello world, welcome back to our daily show. It's so good to be back after last week's episode was canceled because we had a special event about Azure Cosmos DB. But today we are back and I'm here with Juliet and I'm so excited to welcome Juliet to the show as a host. Juliet, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey, Laura, good morning. It's so great to see you or good evening wherever you are watching in the world. Um, I'm so happy to be here hosting Hello World. I normally am behind the scenes here, um, helping to make the show um, run smoothly, um, but it's fun to be in front of the camera today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, it's such a pleasure. And it also gives Susan some well-deserved vacation. So Susan will be back with us very soon. But Juliet, I'm so happy to see you in front of the camera because you know, you're one of those people that without you, there wouldn't be a hello world. And it's really a whole team of people who is working day in, day out to bring you this content. So this is really great to have you in front of the camera for one. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Very cool. So we also have other people who are working really hard. It's the all around Azure people and uh, Amy and Jason Hand, who are also hosts on this show. They actually came up with great content and a whole lot of other speakers. It's about DevOps with GitHub. And they were streaming already earlier today for the Asian time zone. Then they had a European time zone. And then right after this show, if you stay on, you will be able to see it on Learn TV as well for the US time zone. It's a global event. They have five sessions and they also have a Q&A opportunity. So if you want to learn everything you want about uh, Azure DevOps and GitHub technologies, you should just stay on after our show and catch this up. So this is really cool. And kudos to uh, our own Jason Hand for hosting that. So the build for today, as usual, we have quite uh, the, <laughs> the agenda for today. As usual, we have quite a lot of uh, content. I'm getting very excited about build. Um, so we will have, first of all, Humans of Microsoft, where I will talk to Ali Chepiras, who is a community program manager for Microsoft, for the MVPs and the regional director. Then after that, we'll have Code Talk. And Burke is back with us. This is cool because, uh, unfortunately, the segment was off for a short time because we had uh, another uh, very big event called Learn Together, and we had to make some promotion for it, which was really good. But now we are welcoming Burke back with some TikTok videos. So this is uh, going to be very exciting. We have Christina Warren with This Week in Channel 9, always very fast-paced, all the news that you can find. And finally, we'll have OSS Spotlight, the open source project of the week with Aaron Wieslang, and I believe we will talk about vision. So that should be really cool. But before we go into that, we actually have a special guest today. So let's bring Ben Walters. Hello, Ben. How are you hey, doing today? You Hello, world. How are we doing this morning? We are doing really, really well. And this is so good to have you here. So tell us, why are you here? Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to say that as of nine o'clock this morning, uh, the Microsoft Build registration is open and live for everyone to go and secure their spot for Build uh, later on in May. Last week, I was here talking about blocking some time on your calendar and making that time in your schedule. This is the next step in that process. So go over to mybuild.microsoft.com and you can go and get registered today and get started as soon as now. <laughs> this is so exciting and really Build is probably my favorite conference. I know I love Ignite, but Build is a little bit more for developers. I'm a developer myself and I'm always excited about Build. So Juliet, what do you think? Are you registered already? Are you going to? I'm not registered yet, but thanks Ben for sharing that. And I'm definitely gonna be registering right after the show today. 
Absolutely. And, and so will I, because I really want to see all the content. So this is fantastic. Thank you so much, Ben, for coming. And Bye. I think we'll see you a little bit later this week as well, where you will talk to us about Build a little bit more in detail, right? Yeah, I'll see you uh, probably on Friday, I think, on the, uh, on the Friday Hello World. So looking forward to talking to you then. Fantastic. We can't wait. All right. Well, thank you so much for popping in. Now we will talk to Aliche Piras. Aliche is a CPM, Community Program Manager for our European MVPs and Regional Director, and this is Humans of Microsoft. Welcome back to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me, but they happen to work at Microsoft. And today I'm joined by Aliche Piras. Hello, Aliche. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Hi, Laurent. That's great to see you here. Aliche, you are a community program manager and you are based in Hamburg in Germany, right? Right, correct. Fantastic. So let's go into the questions. Uh, what would you say was a key moment, a pivotal moment in your career? So I would say a pivotal moment in my career was definitely my first job as a community mm -hmm. manager because this has shaped my whole professional career and made me who I am now. And an interesting thing is that I, I didn't know at the time that I wanted to be a community manager. So this started more or less in an unexpected way because um, it was 2006. At the time, the role was quite new and uh, people sure. didn't know what it meant to work with communities, with power users, with influencers. And mm -hmm. this is really something that I had to learn myself on the way. And then uh, over time, uh, this became more and more requested by big companies. And I, I feel really lucky because this is a job which makes me really happy every day. Mm -hmm. And this is so important to be happy in the job, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is great. And so if you could go back in time, like anytime you want, what would you tell yourself to help you getting started or to encourage yourself? Um, this is so if I if I could go back in time, I think this would be really funny to me, the younger version of myself. <laughs> right. I could definitely I think I could give her a pat on, on the back because I I was very I was very shy when I was younger and I could mm. tell her, Don't worry, you you'll make it. And I I would tell the younger Alita not to be concerned if things don't go immediately as they were planned, because um it's important to take the time to uh, try out different things and really figure out who you want to be and where you want to go. I would also tell her um, to allow mistakes because mistakes help sure. us grow and learn. And the last thing, um, I would tell her also to, to be positive and to try to keep always a, a smile on her face without thinking too much and no matter what happens. I think that's also, that's also important to be positive. Mm -hmm. I think you're very successful at that because I always see a smile on your face. So this is really good. So tell us a little bit something about yourself and about how you came to Microsoft. Yes. So I, I'm from a small village in Sardinia, Italy. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I think that growing up on a small island made me very curious about what's uh, beyond the sea. I remember that I've been always interested in knowing more about people who live in foreign countries, about other cultures, other um, other languages. I've studied in Germany and then in Austria. I did several internships and then I started working as a community manager, first in Hamburg, Germany, then in Milan, um, in Italy, before joining Microsoft three and a half years ago. And I have to say that as a community manager, I was immediately fascinated by what Microsoft does with communities. And although I don't have a technical background because I've studied um, 
marketing and digital communication, I, I took this opportunity as a chance to learn and to, and to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, and in fact, uh, what is your role at Microsoft? Can you tell us more about that? Yes, sure. So I'm part of the Global Influencers Community Team. So we are a team of 25 community managers across the world. And we work with um, our most valuable professionals and regional directors who are technical and business experts with a very special connection to Microsoft without being Microsoft employees. In mm-hmm. these, indeed, um, regional directors and most valuable professionals uh, are community leaders, so they love helping other people and sharing with the community what they know through blog posts, online forums, during meetups and, and conferences. And I feel very privileged to be part of this family. I felt welcome from the very first beginning because I I can learn every day something new and I really have the chance to work with people who share um, a, a lot of passion for community and technology, mm-hmm. and this is really this is really amazing. Yeah, this is really cool, and this is one thing that we saw a lot in this segment: is the power of community. So this is very fascinating. Exactly. Thank you so much, Alice, for telling us all that. Thank you so much to our viewers for watching. You can join us next time for another Humans of Microsoft. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. Bye. That was so wonderful. I loved hearing that story um, and um, all the positive energy that she brings to Microsoft every day. Yeah, Alice is absolutely fantastic. And uh, it speaks to me, you know, I'm, I live in Switzerland in such a small island. We don't have the sea, but we are still a small island. And I love to watch behind the mountains, you know, what's in the world. So what's next, Julia? Tell us all. I'm so excited. Up next, we have Burke back with um, one of my favorite segments, Code Talk. So let's welcome Burke. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Code Talk, your weekly roundup of tips, tricks, and triviality on TikTok. A place to laugh, a place to learn, a place to lose two hours of your life before you know it. Now, We've been gone for a little while. We were gone for several weeks. They kicked us off. We had some logistical problems. We have a guest that we keep trying to have on, and we always run out of time. And so they told us to get our act together, but we are back. We have our special guest, Scott Hanselman. So without further ado, let's welcome Scott to the show. Welcome, Scott. We're going we're gonna to welcome Scott to the show. It looks like we're having some technical difficulties. Okay, tell you what. I'm prepared for this. I'm professional. How about AutoSum and Excel? You know that you can do it from the toolbar, but did you know that you could do it like this? Roll that video. This micro tip will show you how to do AutoSum with a shortcut in Excel. Let's say I have a bunch of expenses here and I want to sum them up. If I put my cell right here and I hit Alt and then Equals, it automatically hits the sum and I hit Enter. Done. How am I 22 years old and I've never before seen that tip? Incredible stuff. Unbelievable. That's Mike Tholson or Tolson or Tolson. One of those. Anyway, check him out on TikTok. He's got like 800 million followers and he does office tips like that all day, every day. Now, I've just got a word from our producer that we are still having audio issues with Scott. So I don't really know what to do. Um, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and let me propose this. How would you like to learn TypeScript? Sound interesting? Check this out, roll this video. Stop scrolling. Yes, you. Wanna learn TypeScript? With TypeScript, you can build more robust code and reduce runtime errors. It might just be better than JavaScript. 
Did she just say better than JavaScript? Is TypeScript better than JavaScript? Oh, the comments. The comments should be on fire right now. Uh, okay, so we are, I believe we're still, are you serious? We just got the show back. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't have, what am I supposed to do? I have no more material. You want me to ask? I can ask. So they want me to ask this question. Is your code ugly? I can't believe I just asked that. Well, if it is, we have a possible solution for you to make it prettier. And it's called prettier. Huh, check it out. Roll that video. Pretty and consistent code is so important for readability. VS Code makes it easy to make your code prettier. Hear me out. All right, let's go ahead and grab this snippet of code from Stack Overflow and paste it into our editor. And what you see is that it's not really following the same style as the rest of the file. We need to make this prettier. Prettier is a code formatter for JavaScript and other web languages, and even has a VS Code extension. Let's go ahead and apply these settings after we install it so that it's the default formatter and even set it so that it makes our code prettier on save. Back at the file, I just hit save and my code is automatically formatted. For formatters of other languages, search for this. And tell me what formatter you use down in the comments. It's not my fault. No, I told you, we we're gonna have you on the show. It, it's not my fault, I, I, I gotta go. Hey, so that was prettier. Uh, an extension to make your code nice and dent it for you. And look, it can solve conflicts on your team about whether or not to use semicolons. You should. Or not to use semicolons. There's no wrong way to do it. There is. So we're really struggling here <laughs> to get our special guest on the show. He's actually backstage right now, but we have a, a, an issue where we can't seem to get him to the front. And they're asking me to kill a little bit more time. Uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of at a loss here. I don't really know, know what to do. But do you remember Kendra? If you watched the show several weeks back, we had a special guest host, Kendra. And Kendra is a PM at Microsoft, which either means program manager or it means project manager or it means product manager. I'm not really sure. But if you've ever wondered what a PM does all day, here's what they do. Check it out. Hi, I'm Kendra. Here's a day in the life of a program manager on .NET and Visual Studio. First, my day starts off with some coffee and reading email and writing email, and talking to people, probably about email. Next, I look at an infinite to-do list, check what's happening on GitHub and developer community on our open source stuff, and I take a stretch, and mostly I get excited about new stuff going into the product. Yay! Well, folks, we're out of time. If we're not canceled next week, <laughs> we're gonna have Scott back. I swear, I am so sorry. With that, I'm gonna turn it back to Juliet and Laurent. Thanks oh so my God, Mark. What, what did Scott say on the phone? I'm curious about that. Let, let us know in private later, right? Yeah, that um, was a great segment. I just found um, Mike on TikTok and I'm following him. He has a zillion videos, so that's awesome. Um, thanks for all those tips and tricks. Um, next up, we have our favorite Christina Warren here with the latest developer news and this week on Channel 9. And welcome to another or I guess edition segment of this week on Channel 9. I'm Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate, and this is where you can um, the first things we're going to kick off with are is open. At the top of the show, Ben Walters mentioned this, but I just want to mention this again. You can register 
poster for my soft build. It is going to be between May 25th and the 27th. I'm going to be hosting so many people from, uh, or I'm going to be one of our many hosts, so many people from our community and from Hello World and Channel 9 will be there. Like Laurent was saying earlier, it's a big developer-focused show, and as a dev, I love it. But we are also want people from all varied backgrounds. If you're new to things, if you've been at this forever, come join us because it is a great time. So register mybuild.microsoft.com. We will see you there. Next up, big news on the Visual Studio front. Uh, last week, Visual Studio 2022, we got a little bit of a preview, and guess what? It's 64-bit, finally. Uh, this is actually kind of a big deal. This has been a, a long time in the making, and this means that your projects will no longer be uh, relegated to merely four gigabytes in size in, in your run in uh, .exe um, a variable environment, which means you can have even bigger projects because if you need more than four gigabytes, well, A, God help you, but B, you can do that. So more details about this will be coming uh, in, in the next you know, few weeks and months. There will be a preview version out. And uh, the, the team wants your feedback of what kind of stuff you want for this. So stay tuned for more information on this, but this is great stuff. The next bit of news that we have, and I'm very, very excited about this. You know, for as long as I've been alive, every single year, it has been the promise that we will, it will once, it will be the year of the Linux desktop. But this might actually be the year of the Linux desktop, and that's because GUI support for WSL2 or the Windows subsystem for Linux 2 is now in preview. And this is a big deal because this means that not only can you run your uh, you know, command line apps and, and tooling that you would want from WSL2 on the Linux side within Windows to interact with your applications, but if you want to run GUI applications, if you're wanting to develop things in a certain language, um, if you have a, an IDE that you really like, you can do that. This is in preview now, but this is really exciting. The team's been working hard on this. In our show notes, in our links, we've got a link to a blog post as well as a blog post on how the architecture for this works, which is really, really interesting. So really, really good stuff. This is really exciting. And yeah, I mean, troll me in, in the comments or on Twitter about what you think about this new iteration of the Linux desktop. All right, next up in some other news we have, this is like a PSA for, um, uh, some, for some end of support stuff for uh, a, a few versions of .NET. So .NET, uh, I, I think it's 4.6, 4.61, and another version will be reaching end of life um, on uh, April 26th, 2022. That is not yesterday, that is a year from now. So um, there's more details in the blog post about how you can migrate and update to the, the latest things with that, but that is how that works. And I actually got my slides wrong, so apologies for that. But our next uh, story is actually the Windows Package Manager v.03 is an on preview. If you're not familiar with the Windows Package Manager, this is a way where you can install updates and apps directly from the command line. It's awesome. The new preview version includes an import feature uh, and, and some other um, uh, tooling options. So this is still a work in progress. This is still um, getting feedback from the community, but this is really great. And so more details about that in our show notes. Uh, then, as I mentioned, yeah, uh, just the, the PSA that um, some older versions of .NET will be reaching end of support in a year. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is that uh, our good friend, Dr. Sarah Kaiser, we had a second episode of Code Series, a show that, Code Stories, a show that um, I, I do on Channel 9 where I talk with uh, uh, Sarah about um, quantum, and she's a, she's a quantum MVP, and she actually does some demos and is, does some actual Q-sharp um, programming and it's very cool. So you definitely want to check that out. And now it is time for my pick of the week. And this one is just sort of ridiculous, but uh, a guy on YouTube who is a great modder, uh, he created 
not a Game Boy, but a game man. And he took like an old NES, some 3D custom printed parts, some other things and hooked up what I think is pretty fantastic because it is a giant Game Boy. It's a game man. After 30 years, finally, finally, the, the Game Boy grows up. So great stuff. Um, we've got links for all this stuff in the, uh, the show notes. And uh, you can check out those links in, in the comments. Let us know what you think. And don't forget to tune in next Friday, or this Friday, rather, for more information on Microsoft Build. And we hope to see you there. Back to you, Juliet and Laurent. That's pretty amazing. I remember the times where we were trying to do everything smaller. And now it seems that phones and Game Boys are getting bigger. That's yep. pretty amazing. Yeah, this is cool. Well, thank you so much, uh, Christina. Like always, we will show all your links into the show notes at ak.ms slash hello world. But now we are back with Aaron for the open source project of the week. So Aaron, I believe you're going to talk to us about vision. And so tell us what we'll be looking at today. See what I did? Yes. So today we'll be taking a look at computer vision and GoCV. So this brings the power of computer vision to Go developers. Uh, GoCV provides access to OpenCV, which is the open source computer vision library developed at Intel over 20 years ago. And it benefits from hundreds of algorithms and filters developed by hundreds of researchers over those years. GoCV is developed by Ron Evans, who goes by Dead Program on Twitter and GitHub. And he's an absolute pillar of the Go community. He's also developed GoBot, which we'll talk about briefly, and TinyGo, which brings Go to microcontrollers and WebAssembly. Well, I love this segment where we can, you know, give credit to people who are pillars of the open source community. And we really, as developers, we build on their shoulders, right? On the shoulders of giants. So this is really cool. And, you know, computer vision, I've used it before with Azure Cognitive Services. I have to say I was just dabbling with it. But let's say I was absolutely new to it. Why should I be excited to learn it? Absolutely. Yes. So, so absolutely. So computer vision enables developers to build programs that do things like detect motion, recognize people and objects, and see in ways that human beings can't. So once you give your program the power of sight, you can teach it to understand the world in terms of input beyond what a human being or an automatic system might give it. So some reason I, th I think you should be excited about computer vision include, even as a beginner, computer vision is exciting because it's broadly applicable, it's mature, it's used to solve real problems, and it's easier to build with by the day. And it's also fun because there are tons of things you can build for yourself as well. Yeah, this is really exciting. And what makes Go CV special? And, and why should I use Go for my next, com next computer vision powered project? Sorry. So GoCV brings the power of OpenCV and hardware acceleration via Intel GPUs and also NVIDIA via CUDA, which works on devices like the Jetson Nano. Go mm -hmm. provides the concurrency, the portability, and the performance in a very accessible language. Now, if you've never used or heard of either of these things before, you can learn either or both of them together. Go is a small language. You can learn it via our Microsoft Learn course. Take your first steps with Go, which is fantastic. And with GoCV, you can do things like face tracking, perhaps more importantly, face blurring, object mm. classification. You can get your webcam on the internet, uh, streaming with motion JPEG and lots of other things. So the hello world of computer vision in GoCV is only about a dozen lines of code. And you can add any of these other capabilities from examples and then just go off and hack on them. And one of the most powerful things you can do is pair this with other frameworks like GoBot. So this is a framework for robots and drones and Internet of Things devices, also created and maintained by Ron. So with that, you can use that to control anything from drones to the Sphere robot for children. There's a version that looks like um, uh, C-3PO and others. And mm -hmm. these and other projects like TinyGo come together to build a project, a platform that's excellent for hardware hacking in particular. 
So one of the videos I've included in our landing page at aka.ms slash hello-oss has both an introduction to computer vision and one of the coolest demos I've seen on stage at a conference. So it's a talk from GopherCon where Ron takes GoCV and GoBot to have a drone identify and follow someone on stage. And all of that's in a frighteningly small amount of code. And then also from the same conference, there's the Gopher car from the GopherCon Community Day, which shows how you can bring all of these things together to build an autonomous car, which does things like line following and all sorts of things like that. It's very, very cool. Yeah, this sounds absolutely amazing. And it really sounds <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of things on your wish list or your to-do list. Um, what are you most excited to build and where should I start if I want to build something with GoCV? Yeah, I don't think I'll be building any autonomous vehicles while I'm locked down during the pandemic here in Toronto, but I do have my Raspberry Pis with the uh, camera module. So I might build mm -hmm. an object detector, stream that to the cloud, and then build something sort of fun and event-driven there. So imagine you could use something like that to build something fun for your family or your pets or other family members, or it could just look out the window and sort of tell a story about what it sees. So all of those kind of things, there are lots and lots of different building blocks. Um, you can check them out at aka.ms slash hello-oss, where you have links to the project, the samples, that great introduction. Uh, and if you're building something, I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, absolutely. And computer vision is really cool. It's really fun. And finally, my kids found that my job is pretty cool because I was doing some fun stuff with, with phones and computer vision. So definitely something I want to encourage. Well, this is so amazing. Thank you so much, Aaron. Let's bring back Juliet. So Juliet, what do you think about computer vision? You want to try it out? It sounds really exciting, right? Yeah, that, it's really awesome. Um, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, I want to wrap up our show and bring back all of our guests. Thank you, Aaron, for being here and talking to us about GoCV. That was great. Um, we had Ben Walters here earlier talking to us about build registration. Don't forget to go register for build right when the show is done. Um, we had Christina Warren with This Week on Channel 9 um, talking to us all about all the latest developer news and Burke Holland sharing the great TikTok videos um, that we can watch while we waste our time away and maybe learn a thing or two. So um, add those things to your algorithm. Um, uh, and all of the things that were shared today can be found on our show notes at aka.ms slash hello world. So thank you all for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, participating. And also thank you, Juliet, for hosting today with me. Thank you for all your tiredless work on the show. Maybe sometimes a little bit tired too, right? It can be a little bit tiring from time to time, but really awesome work. And next on Learn TV, please stick with us because we are going to have another host of Hello World, Jason Hand, who is hosting the All Around Azure DevOps with a GitHub. And there is also a great set of speakers. So this is next on Hello World. Thank you so much, everyone. Let's bring back everyone just to say goodbye to our audience. And we'll see you next week uh, on another episode of Hello World. And we'll see you also tomorrow, because tomorrow there is Amy and Dean who are going to, uh, to present Hello World for you. Thank you so much, and see you next time. Yeah.